What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If this is your first time tuning into the show, you just stumbled across it and thought, hey, Dig Straight Down, that sounds like something that has to do with Minecraft, and I play Minecraft, so let's give this a chance. If that's you, <laughs> then uh, yeah, you would be right. This is a podcast about Minecraft, specifically Minecraft updates. Now, we talk about updates that are actually coming to the game, but we also talk about updates that we would like to come to the game. Speculations on the future of Minecraft. Uh, Questions like, what if this was added to the game? How would that change the experience? If that's the kind of thing you like to think about and you like to explore, why don't you do that with us and uh, follow the podcast? There's a lot of great people building up a community around the podcast, and I'm glad to see more people joining it every day. Now, we usually start off every episode with a Q&A segment, and that is me asking you guys a question. And uh, a few episodes ago, I asked this question. I said, give me an idea for a new fishing pole enchantment. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I've been watching Hermitcraft. And uh, as they began their new series, Season 10, pretty crazy that's been around so long, but season 10, they started up a fishing craze. Uh, Green, Gemini Tay, and a bunch of other guys uh, decided that fishing was going to be the way to spend their time, and it was fun to watch and fun to watch them play with the fishing poles and do all sorts of crazy stuff with them, so I wanted to see what you guys had to say about fishing pole enchantments. They already exist, but I feel like there is a room for more. And this is what you guys had to say. Coleman said pull would be the fishing rods version of reverse knockback. So when you hook a player or mob, it would pull them significantly closer. I like this idea. This seems to be a, um, it's utilized in PvP a lot, fishing poles and, you know, drawing your opponents closer to you or pulling them off a ledge, things like that. Um, But it seems like it's pretty weak, in my opinion, if you don't get a good angle on them or whatever. If this was something that you could buff with an enchant, I would like that a lot. Tater Tot says, flying grip, PvP. When you hook a player or a mob, it sends them flying into the air at you, and they take a lot of fall damage. Again, somebody really wanting to use the the fishing pole in PvP, which is honestly where I think the fishing pole would really shine, um, and, and people would really love to use it in that way. Ryan says, deep sea. This enchantment would catch the biggest fish in the sea by sinking under the water. Oh, and being able to cast your fishing pole underneath the water instead of having it bob on the very surface would actually be really good because then you could possibly hook and actually catch one of the fish, you know, mobs swimming around in 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 the water. I think that that would be really fun. Randomly Duck says, reach. This would make the fishing rods range longer meaning you could throw people from higher places and reach your rod longer distances. Again, that would be really cool, being able to throw your uh, fishing line out and hook somebody from a distance or hook a mob from a distance. Um, Very cool. The Arch Villager says multi-hook. It would allow for catching a few things at once. Miles says scrap fishing. It would increase the chance of getting non-fish loot. Very, very good there. Uh, Mushroom Monstrosity says doubler. It doubles anything you get. (laughs) And uh, Silas says fiery hook. It automatically cooks any fish caught and deals a small amount of fire damage to enemies when hooked. I like that one a lot. Honestly, that one might be my favorite one so far. That one is really, really cool. 
Floop says casting. You basically can cast way out farther. Again, somebody thinking, you know, it would be really good to be able to throw out the line further. I agree with you. Torben says dual cast. Your fishing rod casts one new line per level of enchantment. You can reel in one line by pointing at the bobber with the crosshair and reeling, or reel them all in by right-clicking. That actually sounds really, really good too. And maybe you could use this in fishing, but also you could use this in PvP as well. Sort of a shotgun effect as um, you try to hook your enemy um, with multiple hooks being thrown out. That's a good idea. Godcat says grapple. It would make the fishing rod into a grappling hook. Godcat died when he jumped off a cliff with an ordinary fishing rod. Well, you should have had an enchanted to be a grappling hook. <laughs> and finally, HT says extended reach would help in PvP, or one that when you go fishing, you can get better items, and when you fish someone, you have a chance to take their armor, or maybe even something from their inventory. Ooh, the, the, uh, the ability to pull armor off of somebody? That would be crazy powerful, but really, really fun. I like that idea a lot. Well, thank you so much, guys, for these really great ideas. And if you want yours read out on an upcoming episode, just go to this episode on Spotify, interact with the Q&A post there, or you can go to Discord to the Q&A segment channel and do it there. And I'll read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Speaking of the Discord, the invitation is out there. The link is in the description. All you have to do is go down there and click it if you're able to, to join in on some of the great conversations and collaborations that have been happening over on the Discord. Um, one of those collaborations being, of course, the One Block Challenge. Uh, people teaming up to submit ideas together in hopes of winning and being read out on a Friday episode. Um, but also, there's other things happening on the Discord that you're not going to see in the podcast. Uh, so if you would like to take part in a one item challenge, this is a Discord exclusive challenge that has been created by members of the community and is being run by them. So I'm so glad to see things like this popping up in the Discord, but it is a Discord exclusive thing. So if you want to get involved in that, you have to join and I'm sure that they would love for you to join in. Uh, but speaking of the one block challenge, today is the last day for you to turn in your idea. So make sure you get on it. The theme for this week's one block challenge is distance. So any block that has something to do with distance, go ahead and send me your ideas and I will read out the uh, winners in the Friday's episode. And I will also announce the theme for the next week's challenge. Now let's get into the main discussion of this episode. This is a Wednesday episode and you know what that means. We're going to be exploring a th theoretical update for Minecraft that I'm creating on my own 
This one is the food update. I believe we're about four episodes into this uh, development of the food update. And uh, the reason I chose food, of course, is because food, the, the food system in Minecraft desperately needs um, an update. Like it is a mess, um, in my opinion. And I feel like a lot of people who take a look at it and uh, take a step back and, and just look at it objectively, they would probably agree that this thing seems all over the place. There is no rhyme and reason. There's no organization when it comes to the food system. There's no logical progression that you go through. And so I wanted to supply that in a uh, theoretical food update. This is what I would do if I was going to update the food system in Minecraft. So, so far we've done a few things. Uh, first, um, one of the first things that we changed is that saturation now has a visible indicator. There is now a saturation bar in our food update. Um, this uh, is so that it becomes a more active part of gameplay. Um, it removes the unnecessary mystery from the saturation mechanic uh, by visually demonstrating what it does. So a player who comes into the game for the first time or even a player who's been playing for a long time and still doesn't know what saturation is, um, they can see that there's this mechanic at work in the background that has something to do with hunger. And so seeing what this mechanic does, seeing what saturation does um, visually will even help uh, seasoned veterans of Minecraft better understand where they are in their hunger. So I think a visible saturation bar really is a must. And also, we have looked at the whole structure of how food works in the game, and we have completely torn it down to the foundation so that we can rebuild it. Um, I introduced the idea of a the first tier of food in Minecraft called ingredients. This would be the most basic form of food acting as the foundation for all other tiers of food going forward in the game. Uh, you would never move on from the ingredients. Like you move on from wooden tools, like you, you craft wooden tools just so that you can get the stone tools and you leave them behind and you never see them again. Um, this would be different. We would not do that at all with the ingredients. The ingredients are not the uh, wooden food, <laughs> the wooden tools of the food system. Ingredients will be with you all the way through to end game. Uh, they will be essential. Um, also defined what ingredients are. They're not just simple basic foods. They are food that drops from mobs or can be harvested from the world and are immediately ready to eat. Um, you don't have to do any sort of crafting or preparation for them. They are immediately ready to eat once you get your hands on them. Uh, they are readily accessible in the world and they would just do a basic job of keeping you from starving to death in the game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, that's the first tier of food. The next tier of food that we created was the prepared food. Now, prepared food is basically you take ingredients and you do something with them to make them better. So, prepared food requires 
cooking or crafting with ingredients, and they would do a better job of keeping you from starving. They would fill more hunger and more saturation than the ingredients alone. Now, of course, some of these prepared foods require other ingredients that are not technically ingredients in the ingredient tier of food, such as uh, coal to smelt or cook food, or maybe even like wooden bowls. These are things that you can't eat, but you still need to use them in order to create prepared food. And also there is a way of balancing out all of these foods in their respective tiers so that the more complicated the food is to craft, uh, like cooked beef requiring fuel and cooking time, the more hunger it fills, but the slower you eat it. Uh, so the simpler foods are, um, they don't fill up as much hunger, but you can eat them faster. The more complicated foods, they fill up more hunger, but they're slower to eat. So everything sort of balances out within a tier of food and not one food is better really than the other. They all kind of have their own pros and cons that end up balancing out in the end. And you can just as the player work out what you like best with your own preference. So prepare Prepared foods are basically things like cooked meat, cooked fish, bread, pumpkin pie, cakes, cookies, uh, stew, which I changed to be mushrooms and vegetables, uh, including beetroot, um, and they would be cooked in a cauldron. And then a new food that I introduced that would be called fruit salad, and this is when you combine all of the fruit-type foods in Minecraft into one prepared food, and this would be the fruit salad uh, prepared food. So that's what we've done so far in this uh, food update development. Now let's get into some new ideas. Um, the next step, the next tier from prepared foods is meals. Now meals um, are kind of actually simpler than prepared foods in a way in that there are only two of them. There's a lot of different prepared foods. There's a lot of different ingredients, but there's only two meals in Minecraft. Now, meals are a mix of ingredients and prepared foods that increase your healing speed or decrease your stamina drain. Now, first we have what I call the hearty meal, and this is the meal that you want to eat for healing speed. Uh, to make a hearty meal, you have to have a cooked meat of some kind, bread, stew, pumpkin pie, and a cookie. You put all of those together in a crafting table and you get a hearty meal. Uh, eating this hearty meal, it takes a long time to eat and you get a healing buff. You kind of heal faster after eating this hearty meal. The other meal that you have in this update is the energizing meal. Now this one decreases your stamina drain. You don't lose your hunger points as fast after eating this energizing meal. Now this energizing meal, you use cooked fish, bread, fruit salad, cake, and cookie to craft it all together into a meal. It takes a long time to eat, but again, it pre preserves your hunger points so that you don't run out of stamina quickly. So that's that's what that's all that this third tier of food is. It is simple in that there's only two of them and they're easy to understand, but they are complicated in their recipe and they do take a long time to eat. Um, but they are balanced out in the fact that they give you quite a good buff, um, depending on if you value healing over uh, stamina or stamina over healing. It's up to your preference, but you can note that these meals are... Uh, they, these are made 
of all of the foods in the tiers previous to them. So the ingredients are still relevant even when you were making these higher tier of food. Now, moving on, there is actually a bonus tier of food beyond meals, and this is what I call superfoods. Now, superfoods are special foods that can only be traded for or found as loot. Uh, these include the notch apples, golden apples, golden carrots, and suspicious stews. Now, the changes that I'm making here are to golden carrots and suspicious stews. For golden carrots, they can no longer be crafted. Uh, golden apples also can no longer be crafted, I should say. Uh, so these things can only be found as loot or they can be traded for um, from villagers. Uh, golden apples, of course, they have the effect of giving you uh, absorption and regeneration. Golden carrots, as of now, don't have an effect that they give you, but I would change that since they are a golden food and they would be only found in loot or traded for. Let's say that the golden carrot gives you haste and speed so that it's comparable to the golden apple, but then you can sh pick and choose which one you would prefer based on your preference. Now, suspicious stews, again, they can no longer be crafted and they are only found as loot or they could be traded for. The change that I would make to them is that their effect lasts much longer. So if you find suspicious stews, that can actually stack together, indicating that they are the same type, and you know that it's a good effect. Maybe they give you healing. These could be used as stackable potions still in the same way that they can be now. The only change is that you can no longer craft them, and you can no longer get them from um, I'm, I'm not sure if you can get them from mushrooms. I think that's, yeah, you feed a mushroom a flower and you get suspicious stew out of it. I'm, I think that's how it works, but I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, you can only find them in loot or trade for them. So that's a basic overview of this entire update. You have the ingredients, which are uh, basic foods. You have prepared foods that you make with ingredients. You have um, meals, which are a mix of the two. And then you have superfoods that cannot be crafted, but you find them or trade for them. So what has this food update solved? What, has, what have I actually done uh, in this update? So instead of a food system that is uh, full of food that is ignored or avoided, and other foods that become the meta or the sole source of food for players to the exclusion of all else. So that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, instead, with this new update that I've created here, now we have created a food system in which there are three clearly defined food tiers plus one bonus food tier. Uh, there are the ingredients, which are dropped from a mob or picked out of the world, ready to eat right away, perfect for the early game. Then when you have the prepared food, created using ingredients and providing a competent source of food for the mid-game. Then you have the meals, which are crafted using prepared foods and ingredients. Uh, there are two kinds, each with their own effect, and you can choose which one you want depending on your preference. And bonus, we have the superfoods, which give strong effects and can only be found as loot or traded for. Now, in this update, all foods are equal in their respective tiers, except for superfoods, uh, of course, because the notch apple, the enchanted golden apple is just crazy powerful. So no single meta should emerge from this food system. Players have room for their own preference and don't have to feel pressured into grinding for the best food 
item because there isn't one other than, of course, the superfoods. <laughs> um, so each food item is relevant from beginning to end game. And I feel like that is what's really missing in a lot of systems in Minecraft, but especially in the food system. There's just too many things that we can overlook or avoid altogether that are just not necessary for the game and thus are just completely left behind and forgotten. This update, things like this would change that for the better, I believe. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode and to the end of the food update episodes. Uh, send me your ideas and questions and comments, maybe your own thoughts about how food systems should work in Minecraft to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, everybody, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock.